0: The Peret continues to talk about an olive press and a wine press. And different topics that have been discussed throughout the Masechda, really, are going to be mentioned in these last couple of Mishnayas in relation to an olive press and a wine press. The saliva of an Amha'oretz is considered to be tome, out of doubt and concern that he is possibly a zov as well as somebody who has a severe level of impurity, and any liquid that comes out of such a person is a source of impurity. But here we're talking about a al an ignorant person who hasn't been purified, especially Els Fasabar, and such a person was standing and talking to somebody else on the edge of a pit of wine. The Nitsot tsinoy and a piece of saliva flew out of his mouth, and sovig loyegia, there is a doubt as to whether or not the saliva reached the pit of wine and entered into it or not. And the option that not is that it landed on the rim of the pit. So if this was a pit of oil, for example, since the oil makes the edge and the rim of the pit slippery, so even if it landed there, we assume that it ended up in the pit anyway. So it would definitely make the oil tommy, but since over here we're talking about a pit of wine, it's assumed that if it landed on the edge, on the rim, that it did not end up slipping into the pit itself. So the doubt with which you are faced is where the saliva ended up landing. We're talking about a private area, so based on the basic rule that we've seen throughout the Maserhta, that a doubt that occurs in a private area is ruled as being Tomei, one would have thought that over here it should be ruled Tomei out of doubt. However, the Mishnah does not rule like that, rather it's Tahar, its doubt is ruled as being pure. One explanation for why this would be the case is because it's considered to be It's a source of impurity that is not resting anywhere, rather it's flying through the air. And in such a case, even if it occurs in a private area, we learnt that the doubt would be ruled stringently and it would be considered tome. Alternatively, it could be a more simple logic that we assume that the saliva doesn't travel so far. So we assume that it landed closer to the person rather than further away, and that's why we assume that it didn't actually land inside the pit. Mr. Zayn has seen a somebody who draws wine from a pit of wine. He fills up different barrels from the pit of wine. And in the first scenario of the Mishnah, we're talking about where he dips the barrels themselves into the pit, and he fills those barrels up with wine. And after he fills up all of the barrels, he finds a Sheretz in the first barrel that he filled up. A Sheretz is a small dead animal that's a source of impurity. And the wine in that barrel is now certainly Tommy. The question is, what about the wine in all of the other barrels? The Mishnah rules that Kulon Tomeis, all of the wine, is considered to be Tome, because since there's a Sheretz in the first barrel, we've essentially got two options in front of us. Either the Sheretz really was in the pit originally, and when he filled up the barrel, it came into the first barrel, or the Sheretz was originally inside the first barrel. But since he dipped that barrel itself into the pit, so the Sheretz would have had contact with the wine in the pit and made it all Tommy. So whatever happens, all of the wine in all of the barrels is considered to be Tommy. Now there's room to ask that surely there's a third option. It could be that the Sheretz fell into that barrel after he drew the wine from the pit into the barrel. In which case, only that barrel of wine will be tommy and the rest of the barrels of wine will have remained pure. The reason why that is not an option is because we're discussing a case where the person is still holding onto that barrel, and therefore we assume that if a Sheretz fell into it afterwards whilst he was holding it, then he would have noticed. The fact that he didn't see it fall into it means that it must have fallen into it earlier on, and since according to both options that remain, all of the wine in the pit will be Tomei, so therefore all of the wine that's in the barrels now is Tomei. However, if the Sheretz is found in the last barrel that he filled up with wine, he that barrel is Tomei, whereas all of the other barrels are considered to be pure. Because in this case, there is an option that the Sheretz was in this last barrel all of the time... And when he dipped the barrel into the pit, it's true that he made any wine that remains there tommy. But at least the wine that was taken out of the pit earlier on is tahar. So we've got a doubt over here. It could be that the sherets was in the pit all along, and just that it came out with the last barrel. In that case, all of the wine is tommy. But the second option is that the sherets was in the last barrel, in which case the first barrels of wine are pure. So what do we do in such a case of doubt? The Mishnah rules that he tommy al v'chulantahoyreis that barrel is tome, but the rest of the barrels are pure. And this is based on the rule that we have learnt again a number of times in the Messechte that, is mitzi we always assume that that source of impurity was always in that same location. This is based on the idea of chazaka de hashtar. If we see something in front of us right now, we assume that it was in that same situation earlier on as well. And since right now the sherets is in this last barrel, we assume that it was always situated in this barrel, as opposed to having been situated in the pit originally. Now the Mishnah limits the rules that we've learned so far in this Mishnah. Amosai, when is all of this true? In a situation where he draws the wine into the buckets he fills out the buckets the the barrels with wine from the pit each one individually meaning he dips each of the barrels into the pit and fills it up with wine but if he was filling up each of the barrels using a large ladle of sorts and that's the only thing that he dipped in, into the pit, and he poured that into each of the barrels. Then, if a sheretz is found in any one of the barrels, only that barrel of wine is considered to be tommy. But all of the other barrels will remain pure, because this essentially is like the last case in the first part of the Mishnah. We've got a doubt as to whether the sheretz was in the barrel all along, or it was in the pit. And if it was in the barrel all along, then only that barrel is Tomei. And the concept of Chazokah Dahashtah, the rule of Kolatomeh's Kshas Metzi Oson, states that we assume that the Sheretz was always where it is right now. So since right now we see the Sheretz in this barrel, we assume that all along it was in the barrel. And only that barrel is Tomei, whereas the other barrels of wine will remain pure. So he to me obovad, only that barrel will be Tomei. Continues the Mishnah, When is this true? In a situation where he checks all of the barrels before pouring wine into them, but he didn't cover the barrels in the meantime, while he was filling up the other barrels. Or it could be that he did cover the, all of the barrels, but for Leiboldeck, he didn't check any of them if there was a sherets inside of them or not. In both of these two cases, there's always an option that the sherets was indeed in that barrel, and it didn't come from the pit itself. If he didn't check the barrel, so obviously it could be it was there. And even if he did check it, since he didn't cover it, so it could be that in the meantime, whilst he was filling up one of the other barrels, so Sheretz fell into the barrel that he already checked earlier on. So since there's an option that the Sheretz was in that barrel as opposed to be coming from the pit, we rule that only that barrel is Tommy. However, if he both checked each of the barrels at the beginning and after checking the barrels and seeing that there was no sherets, he covered each of those barrels and only when he came to pouring the wine into those barrels did he uncover them so that he would be able to fill it up and then he covered it again. And later on, when it's a sheretz, he finds a sheretz in one of the barrels. So now he needs to assume that all of the wine in all of the barrels is tome because it certainly came from the wine in the pit. He knows as a fact that the barrels themselves did not have the sherets inside of them, so it must be that the sherets fell into the barrel together with the wine that was being poured into it. And that means that the pit itself contained sherets, and all of the wine in it became tome. What happens if he finds a Sheretz Babur in the pit of wine itself? So now our question is whether he, f- whether the Sheretz fell into it from the beginning, so all of the wine is Tomei, or maybe it only fell into it now. The mission says, I call Tomei, all of the wine that is in all of the barrels is considered to be Tomei, because we're talking about a case where he covered the pit itself as well except for when he was actually filling up the barrels or he was taking out some wine from the pit. And because of that, there's no possibility that the Sheretz fell into the pit. In the meantime, it must have been that it was there originally and therefore all of the wine is considered to be Tomei. And likewise but Machatz, if the Sheretz is found in the ladle, hakol tome. all of the wine in the barrels is considered to be Tomei because it can't be that the Sheretz fell into the ladle whilst he was filling up the wine or later on, because he was holding on to the ladle all, all of the time. He would have seen the sherets fall into it. So if he finds the sherets later on in the ladle, it must be that it was there all of the time. And since he filled up all of the barrels with the ladle, so all of the barrels must have become tome from the sherets, or all of the wine would have become tome from the sherets. Mishnah Ches, The final mission of the Masechta continues to talk about a olive press, a wine press in relation to, again, a different topic that was discussed in the Mesechte, and that is a private area and a public area. Because, as we know, the general rule is that a doubt that occurs in a private area is in general ruled strictly as being Tomei, whereas a Tumor doubt that occurs in a public area, which in general is defined as an area that there are at least three people, then the doubt is ruled leniently. We assume that the item did not become Tomei and it remained Tahar like it has been until now. This mission shows that inside the olive press or the wine press itself, it could be that part of that area is considered to be a a public area, and part of that building, that inside, is considered to be a private area. After the grapes are pressed, there would be the skins and the other parts of the grape that remain, They would be piled up, and they would place very heavy round blocks on top of them, kind of round stones which are very heavy, in order to squeeze out any last juice that they could from these grapes. And this would require lots of people, since it was so heavy, and there would be at least three, there would be more people in general who would be part of that process. And because of that, the area of the wine press where that would occur, is considered to be a public area between these very large round blocks and the pile of grape skins that is considered to be a public area part of the vineyard that is still in front of the harvesters, meaning the part of the vineyard that has not yet been harvested, Rishus HaYochid, is considered to be a private area because people don't walk and go through that area of the vineyard that hasn't yet been harvested. But Bitzrim, the part of the vineyard that has already been harvested and is behind the harvesters, literally. Roshosh that is considered to be a public area, because as the Mishnah explains, Emosai. when is that the case? We're discussing a case where the public come in from one entrance to the vineyard and go out through the other. There is a break in the fence that goes around the vineyard that allows people to walk through the vineyard and exit the vineyard directly opposite that break in the fence, because on the other side of the vineyard, there's also a break in the fence for them to go through. And since there is a path where the public can go through this vineyard, so that part is considered to be a public area. All right, the next half of the Mishnah, Kalei habad the utensils that are used inside of the olive press, vishal gas, or inside of the wine press. Ho'ekel, this is an example of something that was used in the olive press. It was a kind of basket that was made of a type of netting and after the olives were pressed the remaining part of the olives were placed there and once again they would place heavy items on top of it to squeeze out any remaining oil from the olives. Very similar to what we discussed at the beginning of this mission with regards to the grapes. If these become tome, so in general an uh, utensil that becomes tome can be purified by dipping it into a mikvah. However, the issue over here is that these utensils have absorbed a lot of oil and wine, and if that is tome, then even if you purify the utensil, later on some of the oil and wine will come out of the walls. It's been absorbed into the walls and it will later partly come out and it will just make the utensil tome automatically again. So, what do we need to do in order to make sure that that doesn't happen? If it's made out of wood, the particular utensil under discussion, then it's enough to dry it properly and thoroughly, to wash it up, and then to dip it into the mikvah, they will be purified. gemi, If it's made out of a rubber-like material, You should age it, meaning you shouldn't use it for a period of 12 months. And then, anyway, the nature of the liquid that has been absorbed into the walls changes, and even if it were to come out of the walls, it would no longer make the cli tomei. Alternatively, you could apply boiling water to... The walls of this utensil, you could pour some boiling water onto it, and then that would cause any of the liquid that be, had been absorbed into the walls to come out. And then you can clean it and dip it into the mikvah to purify it, and there's no longer a concern that Tommy liquid will later on come out of the walls and make it Tommy. Rabbi Yaisi says, There's a different solution in if you place the utensil in a strong stream of a river that is also a very thorough washing of that utensil. It will also cause the liquid that, is, that had been absorbed into the walls of the utensil to come out, and therefore you can do that, and it's not going to come out later on because it will all come out now, and that is sufficient, and all you need to do after that is to dip it into the mikveh, and it will be purified. Solic maseches tires mazal